Good morning. Welcome to the First Shot Podcast. It's Chase the Dream Pammy. Ian Silverback Butler. Yeah. Gold Rush Studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Ian, where are you at? Oh, we're at Silverback uh, Headquarters. That's what I like to call it, Headquarters, because, you know, we're about to have other locations popping off and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Tell them. Tell them. <laughs> tell them what's up. Uh, we got a couple locations starting in January. Down at Dana Point. Listen to go. Yeah, we're popping off, man. We're popping off. So it's about to get started. Like, yeah, man. So now our main location will become a headquarters. So it's dope. I'm betting on you. I'm betting <laughs> on you. Oh, yeah. Just like you did all your bets on Bet Online. If you didn't do any betting this weekend or video game betting or NFL betting or NBA betting, please go to Bet Online. Use promo code BELIEVE50 with all your betting needs. Get 50% off for your welcome off bonus. Bet Online. Go now, nights go. go nights go. Oh, yeah. and Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys won. So it's a good week. When they win, it's a good week. When they lose, I'm questioning a lot of things about my life, my decisions, <laughs> my choices. It really impacts the whole, like, the whole scheme of my of my life, you know. But you're not, a lot, not a lot of you're, injuries, so you know, I'll, I'll take. It. I'll take you're it. good. Your playoffs come pretty much. <laughs> you're gonna make it. It's the playoffs that that are uh, <laughs> that are uh, like uh, pretty much like a miss or or fail. But it, but you guys are getting there though. You guys are getting there though. But I bet most of all our kids heard. The interview with Mason Gibson. Yeah. Our, our podcast. Sir. Yeah. That one was a good one, man. Like, and if uh man, dude, you wanna see so if you want to talk about a freaking he can retire now and be a PA freaking Hall of Famer for crying out loud, dude. Five-time freaking state champ, two-time Fargo champ, second middle school to ever win super 32. Killer, dude. Just committed to Penn. That guy. Like, listen to that interview. If any kids describe one of the, like, the best, like, in the country, that kid has it all, man. So, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. So, we were talking about, like, uh, little topics mm-hmm. here, and, here and there, here and here, here and there. All right. Um, so, it's funny. When <laughs> when things go wrong, if I have an injury, right, I go to a little sports doctor, right? I have a – did you guys have a good athletic doctor, doctor at Penn? Yeah, I think at Penn it was almost like too medically. That's not a word. Wait, is too it medically? <laughs> Maybe I'm not using it right, but I felt like the medical was like so high level. You know, sometimes it's so high level that it's like – you can find an issue with anything. I don't Very know. Maybe, maybe I'm not yeah. talking. Maybe, maybe but uh, I, I was a pen where, yeah, great, you know, great um, athletic training facilities, great doctors, everything like that. And um, definitely found stuff that, you know, athletes had injuries, things were getting taken care of, things were getting fixed, um, you know, but great, 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 uh, great, great place to be a part of. And, and, uh, you know, I think doctors were great, you know, yeah. great, great research facilities, stuff like that. So, yeah. so um, I have 
a sports doctor. His name's Dr. G. Shout out to Dr. G. He works on all the top athletes. Uh, he's the Lakers. He has a lot of guys in, uh, in skating. He has Najee Houston that every time I go in there. And uh, pretty much, like, you know, it's also a chiropractor too. Work you out, stretch, like, uh, call them re- like oil changes, right? Change your oil so you don't prevent you from having a big injury. But if you do have a big injury, you go to Dr. G, my guy, right? What's up, Dr. G? Dr. G. All right. Now, before all that, <laughs> before all that, before I have in a guy named Dr. Patrick, if he runs push off, I'll text him every time I'm sick or anything, works with me. Now, before, I always used to self-diagnose myself, all right? Mm-hmm. There's a website called WebMD. Don't visit that website. <laughs> You're going to end up dead within 10 minutes of visiting that website. So, I go into a deep rabbit hole, right? It doesn't matter if it's a sprained finger or anything of what's going on. I can wake up and my left foot can feel numb because the cover trapped it or whatever. And now my boy, Dr. Patrick, I always text him about like, hey, this is happening. And then at one point, he's always like yelling at me. He's like, yeah, that's not what's happening. Maybe the blanket slept on your ankle a little bit too much. And I literally told him I had stage two cancer because I went deep. They looked up the symptoms. <laughs> and he goes, no, you don't. Like, there's no way. And I was like, hey, maybe we should get ahead of this and I can start chemo like in a couple weeks. <laughs> this reminds me so over the last two weeks i have definitely self-diagnosed myself with uh diabetes cancer um what was the other one uh those are the main two i think i've diagnosed myself with starting with uh some stress that i had in my left side i thought i was i thought i was you know some some kind of issue going on and uh yeah i was working at the gym and it was like four or five days where i had my left side hurting and finally i was like you know what i'm gonna have to go to the hospital something's not something's not right i started researching it good 20 minutes while i'm working and go down this rabbit hole of like you know i probably i probably have colon cancer that's that is it like I got, <laughs> so i started like planning my trip to go to the hospital i'm like i'm gonna bring this i'm gonna bring that it's probably gonna be a good two three weeks and i'm in the hospital you know so i better be ready to go then last night i'm running practice you know i did i did some you know i did did some bench work yesterday i did some back work right so i you know i've worked out my chest a little bit my back everything's kind of tightening up a little bit but i'm running practice all of a sudden my left my left pec just starts hurting starts like i'm like starts happening i'm like oh shoot it's happening it's happening definitely (laughs) That that was the first thought that went to my mind no like no rhyme, no logic to like, hey, maybe, you know, maybe I did some bench today. Maybe it was like, you know, maybe it's kind of tightening up a little bit. I'm, I'm just kind of, uh, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stand up to the side so the parents can't see me and like driving my knuckles into my, my pack just to make sure like, okay, I think it's good. I think I'm good. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm, I'm like, I think I got some paramedics here. Yeah, I got a couple of paramedics. So I'm good. The AEDs here. Something goes wrong. I'm going to be all right. So I get back to run and practice. You know, oh, in practice and it starts starts going again. I'm like, oh, I'm like, man, this is this 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 is not good. This is not good. I better I better I better take a drink of water, and uh, you know, I take a drink of water and and uh, calm myself down a little bit there. But 
Yeah, it's it's uh, I do that too much, man. I do way, oh, way too right. much. I've I've <clears throat> one time I sent myself to the hospital four times in a week. That was bad though. I had I had anxiety attacks. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a whole other story. Maybe it was only three. It was either three or four, but I but I sent myself to the hospital three different times over like four days. Where they're like, what the hell are you doing here? I thought I was dying, dude. I for sure, for sure. Here's when I knew that everything was gonna be okay, but I I I didn't. So I was having an anxiety attack, never had one before. Is the year I retired wrestling. I so I retired and then it was kind of going into the fall and it was really weird because, right, like you're so used to as a competitor, you have like these kind of times of the year where you start ramping up. So it's always like ramping up during that time of year as a competitor. Well, now I wasn't competing anymore. I was a coach. And I think there was just some like uh, chemical, just chemical, like chemical wise, like things that were firing that we're used to that weren't that um, it was just that. And, and I, you know, retiring, going through that and I had a bunch of other stuff. But long story short. I had a gnarly anxiety attack, never had an issue with it before. And I like, wasn't sleeping, dude. I was sleeping like maybe, uh, you know, an hour a night, if that, and I couldn't even sleep, dude. I was having like, where I'd like fall asleep. And as soon as I'd fall asleep, I'd immediately get dizzy. The room would spin. I feel like my, my hands would get all sweaty. And like, it just, it was such a crazy feeling that finally, like after like night two or three and not sleep, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm dying. Like something's not right. And so I like literally got up one in the morning. I'm like, I'm going to the hospital. So I had enough wherewithal though to shave. Cause I was like, you know, if I'm being in the hospital for a couple of weeks, at least I started out shaved. So I shaved. <laughs> I, I, I like, all right, I'm going to need a charger. I got to bring my phone. I got to bring my phone. So I char- put everything in there. I put an extra pair of clothes in my bed. What? <laughs> Called the Uber. Went to the hospital, did, you know, did all the tests and everything. They're like, you're fine, dude. You're good. Like, you know, what, you know, what, what the, I'm there all night and, and and they run all the EKG and all these kind of tests and everything and, and whatnot. Ended up being all right. But I knew when I had the wherewithal to pack a bag and uh, make sure they had everything and shave that it probably wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Pack the bag. <laughs> <laughs> i've had a couple times where i've woken up in the night too and i'm like yo my my like my like heart's beating a little too hard and i'm like all right well shoot uh if i'm gonna go to the hospital like let me let me start getting my stuff together you know like i'm all <laughs> <laughs> it's too much bro i'm a hypochondriac uh, oh man so okay this is a really big story that, uh, true story. All right. I'm not going to say names in these stories. All right. One of our teammates on the wrestling team actually had HIV. Right. Okay. Okay. Be careful where this is going. Yeah. He was gay. He slept with another teammate that was gay. Didn't okay. know both were gay. Right. Other teammate got HIV. <laughs> they brought in, they had a serious meeting. They're like, hey, man, like, this is what happened. Um, he cannot wrestle right now. And both of them were like, both of these guys have HIV, pretty much out of them, like one step to another and stuff like that. 
bro, my heart drops in my chest, bro. I'm like, oh my God, dude. Like, you know, like those are my training partners, right? And then one day, and it's just like, hey, if anybody else is pretty much in the closet, let us know. And I'm like, like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just, like, there ain't no way, right? So I'm going to say the name Marcus to put him as a name, not his real name, right? I went to the coaching staff. I went to the office and I was like, hey, coach, like, I, I think, I think I might have it. And he goes, what? hey i was a kid i didn't really know much of like you know how you could track like you know like and he's like he goes what and he stares at me like no way yeah not you like like i'm like yeah he's like how the fuck do you know i'm like hey man like we were taking showers like i use marcus's like slides i use slides I have it because I use the slides, you know, to walk around, like <laughs> the restroom and everything. He's telling me he slapped you upside bro, down. Bro, bro, he stares at me and doesn't say a word. He stares at me. I was like, I was dead scared. I was like, hey, I use the slides. I fucking, I fucking have it though. Get your ass out of here. He goes, it's that, it's that Kevin Hart gif. You know the Kevin Hart gif when uh when he like he's like look at you with the like the blinky eyes. Dude, like, that's exactly what he did. He looks at me and starts staring at blinking. And then he just say a word. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, fuck, dude, I got it. Like it's over. It's a wrap. I my, my career is over. <laughs> and he's like. Who stares at me? I can't breathe. Oh, God. I'm going home, like, dude, I use the slides, like, it's a wrap, bro. Like, it's fun. That's fun. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> and he stares at me in his office. He does, like, the little blink thing. And he goes, Ian, get the fuck out. <laughs> he said, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> My eyes are itching, bro. <laughs> he stares. He blinks. He's like, "You can get the fuck out." And I'm like, "Well, I fucking have it. Like, what the fuck? Like, I need to go to the hospital. Like, what's the routine? Like, like, fuck, like." You can get the fuck out. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's a wrap, bro. I think it's we, we, we ended on that. <laughs> How not to deal with.
Would you, would you, would you, uh, would you think you have a, a medical issue? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Turns out I didn't have it. So I was good. <laughs> so still here. Still here. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> All right. All right. Transition. <laughs> Transition. Pause. Pause. Oh, man. All right. All right. All right. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try right. I got a topic. topic. I got a topic. I got a topic. <laughs> a wrestling topic. All right. So we were really, <laughs> we were really blessed to be a high at a high level athletically, right? Um, let's talk about pre-injury prevention, right, and stuff like that. And using your sports doctor, how often do you go to a chiropractor? How often do you stretch? How often do you get to get warm up in? Um, how often do you foam roll? And how much? And even as an older athlete, how much more is that important than anything? Really good question, brother. And I, I'm going to start this off by saying when I, when we would have training camps at the Olympic Training Center and uh, you look at the top guys at the time, right? And, and you, the, the Burroughs and the Dakes and the, and the, and the Snyders and, and, and there were other guys. Those are the ones that just kind of stick out. You know, there were other guys, other top guys that were there in training. But I vividly remember one day, and this is a little later on in my career. This is like 2016, 2017. And I'm and <clears throat> watching these guys, they finish up workout and, you know, people are doing drilling and different things. And, but JB would like stay after he'd always like be picking coaches minds, asking questions. So we do that. And then he would go and get the softball and the bands and, and, and foam roller out of his bag and immediately start rolling. And it wasn't yep. just him. It was, um, it was, like I said, it was like Snyder and Dake and, you know, to see Taylor over there and, and, um, you know, a bunch of top level guys, right. Like, and, and it, it just stuck out to me, like, man, like these guys are doing these little, like seemingly, um, non-important things, right. You know, we don't, you don't think about that. Right. Little things that extra five or 10 minutes just to get that edge. Right. Anything as an athlete, understanding like the things that give you an edge are not often what you do in the wrestling room. Um, really great quote Bill Zadig used to talk about. It. I'm kind of paraphrasing, but when he was coaching under or wrestling under Dan Gable, or he was wrestling at Iowa, um, and Dan Gable was 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 around, Gable would always tell him, like, basically the, the work you put in off the on the mat. Like you need to double up your recovery. Like you need to be doing just as much recovery, if not more at yep. the highest level. Right. Yep. And those kind of things always, always stuck with me. And I don't think like as an athlete, you know, th there, th there were those things that I did, but the consistency, right. The consistency in which that was done with um, was incredible, but you know, pre obviously post-practice recovery, um, is, is, is so valuable, so important. 
And then just the stuff you're doing to maintain your body throughout training camps or throughout the year um, is such a huge part of um, it's just such a huge part of what you do. Right. And you don't think about it when you're young, especially when you're in like when you're in uh, middle school and high school and and uh, and stuff like that, because you just high school is eating chicken tenders and and still wrestling at a high yeah. level. Your body, you can get away with it. Right. Right. Uh, seemingly. And uh, but it's something trying to trying to teach a, t- teach kids and help kids understand that, like, hey, learning these things just because your body doesn't hurt doesn't mean that, hey, we're not, you know, we're, we're not doing any kind of recovery or or like pre, you know, prehab. Right. I don't know about you. I mean, I go lift. I can't just you shouldn't start lifting anyways. You should always have some kind of dynamic warm up. But I have dynamic warm up now, plus like a bunch of different band stuff that I do for my hips and my shoulders and and everything just to be able to lift. Yeah, there's so much value in it. So in my experience, man, recovery, pre any any kind of prehab stuff, so big in what you're doing. Those little those little minute details, those yep. little things, world of difference, right? Man, I don't think I ever seen a Jordan Burroughs video without him on a foam roller. Yeah. Isn't that crazy, bro? I have never seen a Jordan Burroughs video without a foam roller. And like one of my kids, Elijah got really excited. He goes like, dude, I got a foam roller. I'm like, do you need a foam roller? Just like, I don't think kids know like, oh, when your calf is tight and they still go to practice and run and like how much that can lead to a big injury when you don't stretch it when you don't foam roll it out or if you don't go see somebody, how much that can lead to anything, anything can pop, anything can go. But they, when you're at a young age, you think you can take over the world at that mm-hmm. point, you know? So it's huge, man. It's absolutely huge. Um, dude, I think um, Zeke Jones. So we have a kid at Arizona state. Zeke Jones has a thing about, they are not allowed to leave the practice room unless they're hydrated and they do a hydration test. <laughs> right. They have to pee and test. So if it's yellow, it's not good, right? Like it, it needs to be clear. So they do a hydration test. So how big you think hydration is in wrestling and throughout just having a gallon water bottle, like staying hydrated throughout practice and all the way up to probably competition, unless you need to cut a little bit, right? But how big you think that is as well? Huge, brother. And not just water, but electrolytes. Yep. You know, not necessarily Gatorade. I mean, it, if it is, I, I'm, I'm not a proponent of it but I mean, it has a lot of sugar but hey you're getting electrolytes there's other ways to get electrolytes through foods or vegetable or uh, um, uh, through fruits and whatnot but when again when I'm using my own experience but talking with the d- dietitian back at, at the training center all the years both of them that we that I had during my time and I, I, I had to manage quite a bit of weight I wrestled 57 in college I wrestled 45 in high school um, but I ended up wrestling 45 when I was on the international level, which was not by any means, a easy weight management process. But one thing they always told me is when you go into practice all the way up until basically, cause we talked about a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week or the week before about the liquid diet and whatnot, but every practice they would tell me go in and you make sure that you're hydrated when you go into practice. Why? One. When you're dehydrated, that you're prone to injury on so many different levels. Yeah. One, your your muscles are 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 depleted 
right? So there, there's, there's nothing that's allowing your, your muscles and everything to move smoothly. So you feel when you're dehydrated, you feel real stiff, right? So, yeah. you know, hydration, um, you know, lubricates your muscles and allows them to move Two, your, your mental focus. When you're out there wrestling, you're more prone to do something stupid or put yourself in a stupid position because you're dehydrated. And the times I look back at, at the times where I got injured, I got took a knee to the eye and had to get stitches or I got tweaked in practice or my neck got dinged or whatnot. It was the times when it was like the end of practice or I was super dehydrated and I'm still trying to push through and, and, and you're just, you're not thinking correctly. Right. And so coming into I practice, I don't think kids understand that when you're dehydrated, it makes your skin like super thin too, that you're prone right. to cut cuts and ringworms and, and MRSAs and all those things too. Those, those are things that they come, they, th th that's where it comes from. You get a cut in the skin and your skin's super thin and whatnot. Right. So yeah, that's a good question, man. This is a very good topic. This is, this is so important. And I, I, I wish everybody knew it. Well, I think the, development of our culture and sports culture and everything like that it's getting a lot better right you're, you're seeing so many things so much more education out there about you know prehab post-hab recovery all those kind of things um but it is such a vital vital part to being like an elite athlete right being the best of the best that word elite elite it's it's huge because i don't think i don't think non-elite <laughs> athletes ever focus on that or ever do the studies right um with it as well um fighting wise um wrestling's different i might cut a little bit more water weight in wrestling or doing jujitsu post to fighting mm -hmm. why because my because i'm getting hit in fighting and i'm not getting hit as much in wrestling or jujitsu even when i have a heavy hand fighter right um, if you cut a good amount of water weight, right, in fighting, it's harder for your brain to recover to protect it. Leads to more concussions, leads to leads to more injuries, and also leads to more knockouts when you're fighting. So that's why I'd like I I'll probably call it diet more and weight manage myself more than cut more water weight while I'm fighting than anything, just so my chin can be a little bit more tougher in fighting and i only got that by just doing research and working with nutrition teams and stuff like that so like i, I think it's crucial and like you said i think i can fire and function when my brain's hydrated at a high level yeah i when i cut down to 45s i was still manageable when i cut to 43s and same example there, there's a great example and i don't know he may or may not agree and, and i have i've actually never really talked to james about it James Green, he's the, you know, he's a developmental coach for USA Wrestling, multiple-time world team member, multiple-time world placer, incredible athlete, very successful career on the international and college level. And, and um, just my observation, you know, when James was at 70 kilos, I mean, you watch the, the and I've wrestled with him and trained with him. You watch like the power with which he hits his, his shots and his double legs with and his, the snap that he has. And then go and watch him at 143. Even though it's day before weigh-ins um but he wrestles 143 and he's just a different wrestler not the same snap not the same yeah. pop, not the same power right and 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 part of that is just 
Um, you know, again, I don't know a lot about his diet and, and, and what he did. I know he did a, he did it about as perfect as he possibly could, but I think there's, there's also an element to, um, to wrestlers and, and, and combat athletes when you do, just like you're saying, when you don't have that normal amount of water that your body's used to functioning with and hydration and being able to have that snap and have that pop. Right. Um, and it, it's, it's common knowledge. And sometimes I forget about it for my, even my club kids. Yeah. Reminding parents, reminding youth kids, right. R reminding the high school kids, like when you come into practice, you should be overly hydrated. And I keep the room really warm. I keep right. a pretty hot room um, just to prevent injuries, but also, right. Like I think it may, there's a little bit of toughness ele element in it too. Um, but that's it, it, hydration is it, it, it's, it's, that's like that, that's like a non-negotiable when you come yep. in, come into practice, even when you're cutting weight, I don't know if you tell your athletes, it, it took me a while to get some of my athletes used to it. When I first got here, you know, high school kids just do the thing where it's like, Oh, I get down to weight and I just starve myself like three days before I'm exaggerating. But, um, but I'd have kids that would, Hey, I, I don't want to cut weight. I don't, I don't, or excuse me. I don't want to eat the night before. I don't want to, I'm like, no, you're going to eat this and you're going to sleep off what you just, what you just ate and more. Exactly. You know? What you just drank and more. So it, it, it's, it's, it's just educating that it, it, you're, you're eating and you're putting stuff because what you function off of, especially as a morning of wrestler, you make weight that morning, right? What you ate the night before and the days before, that's the stuff that's giving you energy. What you eat that morning and eh, you're getting some of it, but it can't, there's no way your system can, can take all that and use that right away on the mat. Right? thousand percent. Like I, it's, uh, somebody to I forgot who told me that it was um one of the five because i think one of the kids on my team was like oh no dude like i'm just not gonna eat dinner tonight stuff like that and he goes like well how are you gonna lose like like what if your body has nothing to lose or drop it's not gonna drop anything you gotta feed it to lose you're gonna mm -hmm. eat drop right and then also too dude water up until like, when are you cutting off your water to make weight? If it was back when it was night before. So I never do it <clears throat> in high school. I didn't cut weight at all. I, I maybe had a small little, it was more management. By the end of season, I was, I, I was pretty much having to eat to keep my weight up. College, my freshman year to make 49. That was my true freshman year. So I was just doing open tournaments. But I wrestled 57 all of college. And yep. dude, to be honest, like I was probably, I was a little smaller than, than, you know, I wasn't the biggest guy. I wasn't the smallest guy. I was probably somewhere down the middle. Um, but dude, it made my college career. I, like I loved my college career because I got to eat pretty much as much as I wanted uh, within reason, like management, obviously I'm not going and eating Taco Bell the night before tournaments, you know, but I was able to eat and train and, and focus on, what I was putting into my body, focus on how I was going to get better on the mat, focus on recovery. And dude, honestly, I never, I was very blessed to never get injured in college. I had one time where somebody fell on me in practice on my knee and I, and I sprained my MCL. That was the worst injury I had, um, you know, international level when I was starting to cut, when I was doing it right. Um, the first couple of years I was very strict. And then when I kind of got off that and I moved and I got to a new location and, uh, 
the weight class changed, it got lower. That's when I started getting hurt. Right. So, um, but as far as water, um, to answer your question, when it was night before weigh-ins or day before weigh-ins, um, to be honest, dude, even the night before I would get my weight down as close as I could. And then I would still drink probably a little bit of water. Um, but the last couple of days, I always tried to drink something that had, um, like nutrients in it. Right. So I would, I wouldn't just have water. I'd put, I'd put some protein powder or some BCAs or some glutamine or whatever. I would put a bunch of different things in there because what I put in my body, I wanted it to be, to, to, to be working for me versus you just put water in like it, 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 it's, it, it, it's not going to do, you're, you're not going to get those nutrients. And that's the quickest way to get something into your, into your system. Um, yeah. but I was never truly just cutting water all the way out really until the day of when I had to make weight. And even then I would have like a small amount of water I'd have some coffee, um, or it's not the best, but I'd have a little bit of Red Bull, cold Red Bull, like, cause I wanted yeah. some, some fizziness and something to give me some, some energy to, to, to go through that weight cut. Um, yep. and a little bit of food. It was even, even if it was like three bites of a bagel, I'd have three bites of a bagel. Um, just to give my body that energy to work, but cutting water out. I mean, you don't cut it out. You just, you trim down what you're drinking, right? Like closer, you know, maybe a bottle, but everyone, you can lose water. You could use, lose water like that. That's, that's the easiest thing to lose. No, for sure. I never really cut it out. Honestly, like it's because usually, I mean, next day I only have like three pounds mostly. So like, I can, that, that's a practice, bro. That's a warm up session. Like I can, it's easy for me to lose. So like, I'm not, I'm not a really big fan of like cutting out that much water. Like, you know, so I think you can always drink it even a day. Cause I think the biggest question right now for kids are, that are trying to cut, like, when should I stop drinking water? And like, some of them's like, Oh, I never, I stopped like the last 48 hours. I'm like, are you crazy? Like it's, it's half your body's water, bro. Like, you know, you, you need it. Yeah. You absolutely need it to function at a high level, you know? So I think uh, what Zeke Jones is doing, I like, I absolutely love, man. And uh, I think you're going to start seeing it more, man. I think at Fargo, I think some kids are getting it. You see them carrying around gallons of water now, mm-hmm. right? At, at Fargo now, you know? I think back in the day, people are just like, no, I'm just going to stay at weight and walk around, <laughs> like, on weight or under. Like, uh, and... Uh, it's different now. Like kids are probably staying more hydrated than anything. It's, it's the key, man. It's a key to be an elite athlete. It's a key for a longer career. It's a key for injury prevention. Like it, it's everything. Yeah, I agree. And dude, going to the, going to the, to, to, to the, um, the recovery part of it, right. Mm-hmm. Transitioning into that. I know from the time I was little, I was very fortunate, very blessed. My mom did taxes. So she was, everyone has to have their taxes done. And she had every <laughs> client that you could possibly have every, every trade, everything that there was, she had somebody. So if there was something that's, that she saw that could help me as a young, like, dude, from the time I was like fifth grade, sixth grade, um, I was getting like, I was getting massages, you know? So I had Hell yeah. massage therapist that she would always trade taxes and different things for. And like, yeah, monthly I was getting like massages um, I also did gymnastics as a kid for, for three and a half years. Um, so my flexibility was always really good. And 
I was very diligent on my own at night when I was in high school. I had a, I had a routine where I would stretch at least like at minimum three times a week before I'd go to bed. I'd spend like five to 10 minutes just stretching. And my high school coaches did a really good job of running hard practices, but every hard practice would finish up with a partner stretch. It was every with, without fail. It was always that way. And, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's huge. Like, I think those are part of the things that gave me such longevity in, in this sport. You know, I competed up until I was, um, you know, 2019, four years ago, I think I was 31, 32 when I, when I retired and there's guys that are doing it a lot longer now. Um, right. I, for me, I was, I, it, 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 it was just, it was time to be done, but I think what allowed me to do this sport for so long and compete for so long was just how, uh, how much I put into the recovery side of it, um, on all different levels. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, I get massages done. So when I'm in five camps, I get it done like probably once a week or once every two weeks. Um, and then that's where Dr. G comes in. Um, he always talks about oil changes, oil changes, not the oil changes that you guys are thinking about in wrestling, but pretty <laughs> much his analogy, his analogy pretty much is, are you going to let your engine blow up or are you going to actually change your oil to make sure your car runs smoothly? Like, you know, like, Hey, do you want to be a Honda? Or you want to be a Ferrari? Right. Like, Hey, you got to get your oil changes done. So nothing bad happens in your engine doesn't blow up. Right. So he's always big on like, Hey, let me, uh, you have to come in. You have to do injury stuff. You got to stretch. You got to do this. You know, he's like, Hey, he's like, Hey, you don't have to lift all the time. There's a little, there's a little workouts you can do to, to that, uh, band workout, stuff like that to work on your joints. So you don't stretch anything or pull anything or pop anything. He's like, it's very big, very, very, very big. And I think that's, uh, man, your mom made you an elite athlete when you're little. So <laughs> that's stuff that like we do at a high level. That's stuff that if you study all the greats like Kobe Bryant, it doesn't matter what sport it is at elite level, they're doing all those things. Yep. All you, those can, things. you can see it in the kids, right? You can see it in kids and in, 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 in uh, not kids, excuse me, like you're saying in, in, in elite athletes, right? Yep. Nutrition. And that's a whole other topic that, 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 that we can hit on another time we've talked on before, but but recovery wise, man, there's so many little things that are out there. There's bands, there's foam rolls, there's lacrosse balls. There's, you know, there's, there's uh, uh softballs, right. There's, yep. and, and, and then on top of that, I mean, there, there, there's massage, there's yoga. Like dude, when I did yoga, the last couple of years of my career, it, it gave me, it, it, it allowed me to be able to function really well. Just doing yoga. I think you did yoga two or three times a week, you know, and, and, great just for like moving, moving my body and, and, um, right. What else? I mean, there's so many things now there's float therapy, there's dry needling. There's, I tried acupuncture for the first time a couple of weeks ago and I was, was actually, I, I, you're supposed to do it. Like, you know, you're supposed to do like five or six goes at it when you do it, it is expensive. Right. right? So I, I wanted to try it and see what it, see what it was about. Right. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I was skeptical, but I thought it worked. I, I, I got results out of it. Um, different. It's not like where you get done with a massage and your body just like, you know, your body still gets really sore after a massage. It kind of felt like, it kind of felt like all the little points in your body that were like tightened up. Like it just allowed the nerves to kind of like help move blood back into those, you know, into those areas. So, 
Um, that was great. Um, gosh, dude, there's so many different recovery tools out there now. It's a lot dude. for athletes. It's a lot. And now I think another, there's always something hitting that's hot. Like another one is uh sauna Kotub, sauna Kotub. Yeah. Right? Um, that one's really big. I love saunas. <laughs> hey man, I, uh, not for cutting, but I love it just for the recovery process of just getting a good sweat, stuff like that. And a lot of people don't even know how big, because kids just think sauna is for cutting. It's not, dude. Like it's a, it's really big uh, for recovering too. And not to mention, like less sick you get and the, your immune systems build up when you're using a sauna. There's so many great things and benefits for that as well. There's so many benefits for a cut a cold tub too for like recovery. And all those other things. That's another like post recovery thing that you should look up and hit on to as well. It's funny. You, you, you look on TikTok nowadays and like how many things come out about people that are just doing hot tub, cold tub and, yep. and doing cold tub in the morning and talking about all the studies, the saunas and stuff like that, which is funny, which I'm like, man, I've, athletes have been doing this stuff for ever. <laughs> time, you know? But now, now they're, now they're catering it to, like quote unquote, like the everyday, you know, just not, not, not just ev everyday working people, right? Like who have who have jobs, but even then, dude, I think you're not even if you're not an athlete, right? And you just you whatever you have a, a desk job or you have, um, you know, you work in a trade or you work in corporate or whatever it might be. It's still huge to have recovery part of your life. Even now, I go once maybe you know, once a week, if not once a week, every other week and go get, go get a massage. Right. And, and deep tissue, like go to a really good place here. We're in Vegas where they do a, a great job work, you know, working through that. Um, like I said, acupuncture. Um, but I make sure I foam roll in the morning when I get up, I do stuff for my neck and, um, I, I get on the, the little lacrosse ball and work on that. And, and those are things that I think every person should be doing, should have that some kind of recovery some kind of thing in their life because it allows you to it just allows you to function better right like allows your body to move better you feel better um you're you're you're, you're more like you said like you got to change the oil you know like my, my car oil is on like negative 654 or something i gotta, I gotta get <laughs> you know so i don't treat my car like i do <laughs> um, but the, 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 if you're not an athlete, like that's something you still should be doing. And then athletes that are in high school, middle school, elementary, right. Find, find those ways, you know, parents find those ways to, to get your kids some kind of recovery, right. Whether it is just a foam roller and, and athletes that are listening, like you want to be elite, you want to be high level, right. At different levels, like learn now to learn now to recover, learn now to do the extra, the little minute things that seem like they're, they're seemingly nothing. When it comes to recovery, same way in wrestling, right? Yep. Things seem like they're not that important. Those are the things that, that, that make the difference, not today or tomorrow, but in, you know, a year or two, three years from now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it, dude. Yes, sir. <laughs> Pretty much that is it for the week. Pretty much, uh, you hit it. That that last thing you said was uh, pretty dope, man. Try to find the best recovery for you. Um, for my kids, I always try to send them like, hey, I try to use my resources. Send them to Dr. G. Go to 
go to Massage Matters. You went to Massage Matters when you came down here. I, I said think you- I did, bro. And I did cupping, and I'm 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 not a big fan of it. I I did not have. I never had good results with cupping. I went and did cupping there, and great job. It was it was yeah. great. I I I I was really impressed how good my neck felt after cupping. Dude, they're they're freaking amazing. Like I I uh, that's the place I go to to get my stuff done. It's like so like it's uh these are the tools and the resources you have use them absolutely use them uh yeah man just take care of your body and take care your body will take care of you i mean you have to use your body for work um us being high level athletes i think we both know like um (laughs) we have to use our body for work bro there's no it's but about it you have to take care of it if we don't we don't work and if we don't work we don't make money we can't provide so it's it's huge for our stakes. Once I think once you get older, it's huge. And I think once kids start figuring out younger and younger of like, man, I can go far. I can do this. I'll just take care of myself. Boom. I can I can do all this stuff. Like it's uh, try to figure out it very young, very, very, very young. If you figure out very young, you're going to have a long, steady career. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree, brother. Good word, man. Good, good. Uh, good thing on recovery. What's your parting thoughts on uh on, on, on recovery, on injuries, on WebMD? <laughs> well, my parting words is uh, don't go on WebMD, all right? Just don't go, <laughs> go to urgent care. You feel a certain kind of way. Go to urgent care. Or until find a doctor that's your friend. You can text him. Hey, until you get that first medical bill when you go in. One time I went in <laughs> something years ago in the middle of the night, and it ended up being nothing. And then I got the medical bill, like, Three weeks later, it was like five hundred and sixty dollars. I was like, you know what? I'm 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 good. I might just, you know, something happens. I might just let it happen in my home. Like, uh, figure man. it out. I, I, hey man, like I, my parting words is, um, hey man, you can't control everything. Sometimes freak accidents happen, and sometimes injuries happen. Right? Just, hey, he grabbed my leg, it twisted that way, went that way, it popped. Damn, it sucked. Right? But for the most part, um, hey you can but you can control it's something that my nutritionist told me that we can go into a different topic of next week you can control what goes in and out your mouth right Mm -hmm. so you can control you having making sure your hydration is on point right you know what color it is when you pee you can control that right so let's try to control the things that we can control right which is is it stretching after practice yes right is it hydrating yes making sure you're hydrating yes securing your water bottle yes right uh make sure you do your stretches make sure buy a foam roller dude um go on prime go to at christmas is coming up invest in right buy a lacrosse ball that's not that expensive to do to get all the knocks and kinks buy stuff like that 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 doesn't cost that much money but it's gonna give you so much uh investment in your body in the long run than anything right yeah, agreed. And I'll, 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 you know, I'll tag off of that is just, I'm, I'm going to hit the same points you did is recovery, right? Prehab, yeah. not just, not just what you do after practice, what you do when you come into practice, right? You get there 10, 15 minutes early. What can you do to kind of start the engine, right? Like you slowly kind of start that engine as you're getting ready for practice and you warm up. And now, now you're now, now by the time you get to drilling and live, it's not like a shock to your system, right? You're, you're able to kind of you like slowly woke that engine up, got that engine going, 
you know, especially during winter, it's not too cold in Vegas and California. So we don't have to deal with that. Um, but the stuff you do before practice, take, take a minute to, you know, find something, find that extra little thing that you can do before practice that no one else is doing some kind of, some kind of stretch, some kind of mobility, some kind of foam roll, whatever it might be. So that's the first shot podcast. <laughs> boy Chase the Dream Pan, Pammy, Ian, Silverback, Butler. Thanks for joining us this week. Yep. See you next week, boys. And girls. Yep. And girls. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.